Hi, and welcome to the Yes Podcast. Here, we share a collection of real stories told by real people who have said, I am yes. I am young enough to serve. We hope these stories and the lessons in them encourage you and challenge you to get involved in kingdom work in your church, neighborhood, and life. Welcome to Yes. Good afternoon, this is Judy Wick, and I have the privilege today of being in beautiful Dinuba, California, and I am at a ministry called Gleanings for the Hungry. Wes and I have had the privilege of bringing a team of Yes volunteers here for the last eight years. We usually come in uh, February for about a week, and um, it's an amazing ministry, but I have guests here that I'm going to have them explain what gleanings is all about so today a beautiful couple that i think you're going to enjoy meeting are al and norma gove (laughs) and uh we've known al and norma didn't know their last name but we've known al and norma for several years and they're just a couple that just radiate with the love of jesus love for each other and uh, i'm excited for you to meet them so Al, if you want to say hello, and then introduce your beautiful wife. <laughs> Hi, I'm Al Gove, like I said, and uh, I've been here since 2002, and then uh, my beautiful wife here I've known for five years, so uh, where do I start? Well, um, Norma, why don't you start with your background, how you came to Gleanings? Okay, um, I came to Gleanings with um, my church team uh, about eight years ago. Um, I was a single mom. I've been a single mom for 20 years when I came here. And um, I'd just done a mission trip to Mexico with my church. And then, um, yeah, and I came back the next year, and that's when I decided to do a discipleship training school and come on staff here. And I've been here ever since. <laughs> that's where I met and my husband. And um, tell us about what brought you here to Gleanings. Well, um, I had my own business in the Anaheim area for 27 years. It was design and manufacture of industrial equipment. And uh, and in 93, uh, Wally, the founder of this base, uh, we made contact and he said, could you help us with uh, some of the sulfur tunnels? The sulfuring is we put the dried fruit in there for four hours to keep it from turning black when it dried out of the field. So we do about 120 or 150,000 pounds a day here of peaches that come from the packing houses during the summer. It's 13 intense weeks here. And we put it on uh, three by six trays, 7,000 of them, and they go out in the sun and they're dried, the fruit dries in one week. And so that's what our summer program here is about. And Al, let's explain to our guest what this fruit is used for, because they're probably thinking, what in the world are you doing with all, all that dried peaches and the dried soup mix? So where, where does all this food go? Well, Gleanings for the Hunger is part of Youth of the Mission, and it was uh, Wally's uh, vision when he came back from Thailand that uh, he could use the fruit during the summer to dry and so that's where it started. And then it literally goes around the world. We, we end up with about 25,000 four-gallon buckets of dried fruit each summer. And so people Amazing. around the world said, we'd like to have some of that fruit. And then the rest of the year here at Gleanings, we do about 30 to 35 million servings of 
vegetables mix. It's called the soup mix here. And we got a very tasty soup mix. We got testimonies here of lives being changed physically because of the soup mix. Just mm. one meal a day of the soup mix. So uh, we partner with other ministries at the uh, other end so we know this food goes for the ministry of the love of Christ. It's a, it's a tool of just sharing the love of Jesus. But, you know, you can't hear the gospel well when your tummy is uh, growling. Mm. And so if you could feed this tummy, then the, they've received the word and they're much more receptive to it. Well, we absolutely love this ministry, and we've had the privilege, like I said, of coming here for, I think, the past eight years, and it just is something what it does to the heart of volunteers. You come to be a blessing. We always go home feeling so much more blessed than uh, than anything that we could have done. <laughs> well, you see, you've experienced what we've seen time and time again. Okay, we say from ankle biters through whatever age, you could serve at Gleanings. All you got to do is have a heart and a will to want to give of your hands. Right. And that doesn't take a talent. That just takes a will. And so you could just do that. Wherever you fill in here, you can, we, uh, we, we can fill in here, you know, beautifully here. Right. And so you're experiencing that. And it's a wonderful thing for us to see that, people coming in here and being part of that. Now, another part at Gleanings, of course, the food is the, the major part in production uh, that goes on here. But another thing that I think is exciting at Gleanings is a room called the Quilt Room. And Norma, why don't you tell us about how you kind of uh, got morphed into that and uh, just that exciting ministry. Well, I took over the Quilt Room um, sort of by accident. I was just filling in for a lady that um, was no longer able to do it. She left the base about four and a half or five years ago, and I ended up staying as that, on that position. <laughs> so I, um, I do that now full time. And it used to be just um, a small part of the ministry that was for the ladies that were unable to work in the soup plant. And it was a small group of women, and they were usually more or less professional quilters or a small little elite group of women. <laughs> but now it's, it's morphed into this giant ministry that uh, we've been doing about 600 quilts during the months of October through May. And wow. we've been sending them mostly in the last two years to Israel to the Holocaust survivors, and then a few other places too we send them, but it's mainly been um, Israel. So the demand for the quilts has really grown, but um, more important than that, the, the, the type of people that go in there now are by no means professional quilters. They're um, people that just uh, wanna be a part of that ministry. You know, We tell them up front that all you really need to be able to do is you can iron, or you can tie knots, or you can cut, or you can stick the squares on the walls and design the quilts, you know, just to be part of it. And there's people that are just, just hungry to be part of a, a, a new way to fellowship or um, just share in, in the excitement of, you know, making quilts for Israel, for one thing, right. just to be blessed, you know, because the Lord says if those that are that bless Israel will be blessed. So that part right there is we get men that come in that just will just want to tie knots to be part of it too. So... We do have quite a few young men that are in the backpacking ministry that have found their way to the quilt room, which is amazing to me. But um, yeah, we now have- Now backing up just a little bit, can one of you just share a little bit about the backpacking ministry and what that means? You wanna share that? Yes, that, that was a vision from a lady who was a pharmacist in Orlando, Florida. And she wanted to say, oh, how can I we uh, bring backpackers into a place that they feel comfortable 
you know, working for their, their food and their shelter, right? Okay. And it was a perfect place. And so we had these backpackers coming from literally around the world, just coming in here, and all we do is love them. And to see them transformed, I mean, to go into quilt room here and see lives transformed right there because all they're doing is designing this quilt. It's like an expression of their soul. Right. And, uh, and it unlocks something. They didn't even know they were doing it, you right. see? And uh, it's been marvelous to see what the quilts have done. When I first came here in 2002, I, f I saw the quilt room back in the corner here, the little thing done. But all of a sudden, it's expanded. I mean, 600 quilts a year. Uh -huh. I mean, and to see them unlock also cultural barriers. We've mm -hmm. seen cultural barriers unlocked just because all we did is just wrap them with a, and give them a quilt. Wow. To see that firsthand. And Norma, tell, uh, tell the story about the young girl. I don't know if she was a backpacker, but there was, yeah. Yeah, there was a young girl um, from Quebec that uh, came. She actually drove her car. She was considered a backpacker because she came here through the, the it's called, they come through a, um, there's work exchange and HelpEx. They're um, ministries, or not ministries, but they're listed on the, on on websites that's how the backpackers get here and she had um, she drove her car but she drove clear across from Quebec and she worked in different farms to get her way here and she was she had come from a um, what they call hardcore recovery and she had about two almost two years into recovery and she was just really um, really beaten and broken down spiritually and mentally and she didn't know she didn't know the Lord but she knew what she called her higher power from being in recovery so long and she didn't when she came here within the first two days she she was so overwhelmed with the love and everything that she saw but she wouldn't let any of it in and she expressed herself in the quilt room in a way that kind of scared everybody you know in her own little way and she by no means wouldn't follow any of the rules whatever what we thought were rules but we let her do what she wanted and she made this amazing beautiful quilt and she was shocked that we let her <coughs> let her do this on her own you know she expected everyone to jump in and tell her to stop and mm. I think that's what she wanted mm. was for us to tell her she couldn't do it and when she found out that we let her just go and do whatever she wanted to make this quilt on her own she just about the third day here she just had a breakthrough that um she just totally broke down and admitted that you know she just I don't know. How would you say that? How would you say what? <coughs> There's transformation. Yeah, she said. When I came yeah. here, I just I was fight. I was fighting the love. She said I was fighting all this love that was coming at me. I didn't know how wow. to accept it. At the and end then, of the yeah. week, she was testifying with her own words. She says, "I was actually jealous because yeah. I saw love here." A bunch of this. I mean, we're talking about older people mm -hmm. of the retired age loving on this young woman. Wow. And she said, "How can how come they love me?" And yeah. it was just a marvelous <laughs> thing that happening here, just because of quilts. <laughs> she didn't. She didn't want to be loved, and she and she was just kind of fighting it. But when we said, "You just do whatever you want. You make make the quilt the way you want to make it," and the more radical she would make it, and want us to tell her she couldn't, and we when we didn't, she just couldn't. It was hard for her. But yeah, there's been so many stories, you know, that it's just amazing. And that's oh, what I, I love, love about this hearing place. That. And I know I've I experienced the quilt room last year. And so we have a friend that we have brought on our team for I think all eight years, uh, mm. Robin. 
And, you know, Robin has some physical challenges and everything. Mm -hmm. And her highlight of the year, she would Mm -hmm. tell you this, is coming to Gleanings and going in that quilt room. And just to see what that does for her and Mm -hmm. her spirit. So I wanted to go and just to support her, I wanted to hang out in the quilt room Mm -hmm. for a day last year. And I was amazed at how you people, hey, you accepted me and I don't have any sewing (laughs) skills. And it was like so much fun. And then to think that these quilts are used to go out, like you said, uh, so many of them go to Israel, and I know Mm -hmm. some have gone even with some of the barrels uh, of food. So Mm -hmm. to think that that's going to be a covering over someone Mm -hmm. and it's going, being preyed upon, and it is just so exciting. It's like there isn't anything here at Gleanings that wouldn't fit somebody's skill set, however low that skill set might be. And like you said, Al, just having that spirit of willingness to serve. Mm -hmm. So you both, you are people that, you know, are in what Americans would say retirement age, but there's no way that you guys were going to just kick back on the on the recliners you're serving jesus full throttle just by the your countenance your love for each other the love that you have for the community here the staff of probably close to what about 25 people on staff here close to 40 now so with counting the children oh okay yeah yeah counting the children probably up to uh, 40 people here on staff that serve volunteer teams like yes that come in and then give us jobs. I mean, even at lunch today, one of our yes volunteers just said, you know, he's doing something over in the soup plant on filling up bins or whatever, and he has some big machine he's working. He said he didn't know anything about that on Monday, and they trained him, and now he's like, we tease him, like he's the Mm -hmm. supervisor this week of that little area, you know? But it's just what it does to people to be to be able to serve Jesus like this. You've seen a lot of people come in, a lot of transformation, Mm -hmm. huh? I mean, when you break down 30 to 35 million a year down to a million to mm-hmm. two million for one week, when people like your group come here for one week and they make a million to two million servings of soup mix, it's that's a big serve. That's a lot of meals. See? And, and, and I, and, I know because I know how much I love telling my children, huh? you know, and it's like it's it means a lot when you feel like, okay, in this one week's time, I have made, packaged up enough soup mix to mm-hmm. feed more than That's one right. million. It's not like we're trying to do this for any strokes or brownie buttons for That's us, right. but it's like this is what we were able to do for the kingdom. That's mm-hmm. right. You know, this is really going to feed hungry people That's out right. there. Yeah. And uh, then more importantly, just knowing that they're going to get the word of God. There's going to be some disciple um, training that's going to go on and some teaching. That just is like uh, over-the-top fulfillment. See, when uh, people say, well, Al, why don't you just automate this so we can do more soup mix? Well, then you take away all the fellowship and the people that want to serve. They want to hand-pack those uh, packages of soup, you know? They want to be in this involved. Well, then you would take away from the number there. And so let them... It's so beautiful to see the fellowship that takes place. And people that never known each other before that week are working together, and by the end of the week, they, they got a new friendship a fellowship that they've experienced you know and so anybody that comes here we call them the gleanings family they now part of the gleanings i love it so you would welcome people if there's someone that's listening maybe they're back on the east coast and they're listening to this and they think you know i have some time 
uh, this next uh, spring or summer and maybe I could go and just serve at Gleanings for a week or two weeks. Uh, tell them about the housing uh, here, how that works. Well, let me uh, put a little bit of correction there because we do have a waiting list because of all the people that have been here and they want to come back. And, and I should know that from so, teams that but, you have so to... So they do have to make reservations, so to speak, here. But we do invite them to come here because we've got many people who've made good intentions, but they had to cancel. So just keep calling. Just uh, right. if the Lord's in it. Just uh, make provision. But uh, uh, they just call here and, and, and line up. And we have our own housing. We've had other... We're part of Youth of the Mission. And we've had uh, people say that our housing is second to none here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, we've had people walk into a, like our motel here, so to speak. It's our temporary housing. And they're just tears because of the beauty of it. And that's the way we feel about hospitality here is uh, let's make it nice. Let's make it Jesus-like here. And uh, to where they come here, they could feel it. We've had many people come into the gate here on this base. We're 20 acres here out of, out of town. And they'll say, what's different about this place? It's because of the presence of the Lord. Absolutely. Okay? And the Lord loves the poor people, you know, and he just has a way of just blessing this ministry. So we're just stewards here. We're just uh, facilitators of what the Lord's called right. us here to. And so I got testimony after testimony how the Lord has say, uh, guarded this ministry. He has, uh, he's come into a place where uh, we didn't know what to do, you know. I mean, and, and the Lord gives us a next step. I mean, we just go to him all the time like this. You see, we can't do it without him because we're just facilitators and what he's this. called us to. One of our friends during our one of our prayer times that we had, one of our prayer times that we had here, one of our friends said that um, that it's not just gleanings for the hungry, it's gleanings for the, the spiritually hungry because wow. there's so many people that come here that are broken and they right. have spiritual baggage or something going on and when they come here they they get healed you know there's so much so much more that gleanings offers than just a mission trip you know right. or doing something and there's so many people that think they don't have anything to offer but there's there's so much they can do even if it's just being an encourager there's mm -hmm. people can sit in the quilt room and just visit and talk and pray or you know they don't have to do a job they right. can just sit and visit you know yeah. we've had ladies come in there and say i'm so tired i i couldn't work in the soup plant mm -hmm. can i do anything here and yeah. you can just sit and visit yeah, you yeah. Know, let's uh, make, i want to make something kind of clear on that too because when people volunteer here we do ask them what is your talent what is your background but do they want to do it this week i mean or do they want to break from uh -huh. it you see what i'm saying and so we just want to them to feel comfortable here right. and what they're doing and just uh, it's a week of vacation too, uh -huh. so to speak. You know, a yeah. working vacation, but it works out beautiful here, where they can go home refreshed. And like you said on the housing, it's like motel-like rooms, but that are so clean. Everything is just spick and span yeah. here. The, the the cafe where you mm -hmm. feed us, the food, everything is so clean. So we're very impressed with that. Wes calls this our Dinuba, California timeshare. Oh, okay. <laughs> so if he's like person, last week he goes we get to go to our timeshare again you know right. so well alan norma just thank you so much thank you for how you number one love jesus passionately you love each other you serve this community and us guests you serve us so very very well and yeah. i just wondered al if you could just um have a closing word of prayer yeah. to just hopefully encourage 
uh, some of our listeners. Yeah, I don't think we've ever said, I am 74, Norma's uh, 65. I mean, we are in our uh, green years, as Psalm 92 says. We feel that uh, this is our retirement, and we don't have a retirement. We're just working for Jesus till he takes us home, and it's a joy <laughs> to be there. So, Lord, I just thank you for all the people who are listening on this radio cast here. Lord, that you would bless them, Lord, and that your presence, it's your presence that is life. It's your presence that is full of joy. It's your presence that is full of love. And it's your presence that gives us a future, Lord. And we just thank you, Lord, because that's who you are. You are not any different than that. And so, Lord, we just thank you for the opportunity to just be able to share with the people that uh, you have touched their hearts. And they say, what can we do? Well, it's a perfect place, Lord, to come and serve you here and to minister to the people around the world. So many broken hearts around the world, the orphans to the uh, ministries, and we have a, a chance to touch them here and to just send our love, the love of Jesus too. Thank you, Lord, for your blessing. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Al and Norma, so much. Love you both. God bless you. Thank you for listening to the Yes podcast. If you are interested in getting involved with Yes or would simply like more information about this ministry, we welcome you to visit our website at yes2serve.org.